Matthew chapter number 8 this evening, very familiar scripture. <clears throat> and then Brother Jerry singing that song has just brought this right back into where we need to be. And when you look in verse number 23, Jesus has already been doing a lot of business. When you look in chapter number 8, he's been doing a lot of healing. He's been touching a lot of lives, touching a lot of people. But then he has to get real personal with his disciples here. And he has to keep them and pull them out of what they were in the middle of. And to be completely honest with you, there's something about storms that just send chills up and down my back. If you've ever been in the middle of a really bad storm, it'll make you think twice. Uh, we've all experienced seeing the news and how you see how the uh, devastation of what a storm can do. Uh, my in-laws went down into the Alabama area uh, and had a, a place that they had rented. And they said, y'all need to come down here and spend some time with us. It's going to be great. We've rented a big boat out there and we're right here on the canal. And, and I said, uh, nope. They said, well, why not? It'll be beautiful. And I said, because did you not see that there's a storm on the way? Hurricane came through and they actually were told that they had to leave and they drove about an hour and a half away from where the storm surge actually hit. They said they got back and this, the boat that they had rented was in the front yard. And the devastation of that storm that happens. And then, of course, you watch the news of uh, what happened there in Panama City. I've, I remember seeing the, stuff, seeing the uh, roofs of things being taken off. And, of course, then you see out in the Midwest how tornadoes come through. I do recall this, Brother Earl, the night that we, Heather and I, we just bought our house that we're in now. And that night, that night, I picked up and, and uh, the news came on and, and uh, said that there's a tornado coming through. And they said, if you're in Fayetteville, Georgia, and I said, nope, that's me. And they said, if you're anywhere near Hood Avenue, I said, oh, no, that's us. They said, there is a tornado coming down Hood Avenue right now. Take cover. And I thought to myself, oh, my, I just bought this house and it's fixing to be a gone. Then uh, we went down into the basement, got the kids all down in the basement. We were sitting there and we were huddled around and, and uh, we looked out and, and I was like, okay, everything's going to be fine. It'll be staying on that side and it, it'll be fine. It'll be all right. And, and Ethan said, dad, he looked out the window and there was nothing but a sheet of rain that was coming towards us. We ran into a center area, a little study that we have, uh, that I have there in the, in the very front part of the basement up against the uh, 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 wall of dirt there that's in there under the foundation. And I began to pray and Ethan began to pray and he said, all I know to do, Dad, was pray. So he started praying and then after I prayed for a little bit, I looked at Heather and I said, have we signed the homeowner's insurance yet? I want to make sure that we is taken care of. But the storms can be devastating in our lives. These physical storms are devastating. You can recall down in Noonan area, the storms that went through in that area. But then there's spiritual storms in our lives too. But look with me in Matthew chapter number 8, verse number 23. We'll read this scripture. Bible says this, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And may I say that is a good thing to do. When Jesus says, hey, let's go somewhere, guys, follow him. 
When he's going into a ship, follow him. If he's going anywhere, you follow him. Look at verse 24. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that that the ship was covered with the waves, but he, Jesus, was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this night. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your house once again. God, I beg you, God, right now that you just set a protection about my mind. I pray you'd guard my mind and my mouth, God, as we preach the word of God. I pray that everything would be uplifting and edifying to you, God, that, Lord, that we would make much of you. And Lord, uh, we go through storms in our lives. And God, there's times in our lives where we don't know what direction to turn to, but we do know to just lean on you, to follow you. And Lord, we take this scripture, God, I pray you to put it in our heart. Lord, I pray that you would just implant something in us this evening. God, that even if we're in the midst of a horrible trial, horrible storm in our life, God, that we know that we can depend completely and solely on you. And I'm so thankful, God, that you have given us the opportunity once again to be in this house, to be able to worship you. God bless those that are joining us by way of the internet. God bless those that are here, uh, here in this sanctuary. God, I pray that you would give healing where healing is needed. Give grace where grace is needed. Mercy where mercy is needed. God, I beg you right now that you just touch me, God, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. God, I pray you'd anoint me with the Holy Spirit of God. Because, God, if there's nothing, the Holy Spirit doesn't show up to, to do something in this place, God. It's all in vain. But, Lord, we thank, we're thankful, God, that you will promise that you'd never leave us, forsake us. And you are here. And, Lord, I pray you just touch us, use us this evening. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. So as we look through this scripture and we look through all of what's going on, there's these things that takes time to be able to see these, these storms that we have and the images of storms that are ravaging these places and communities and devastating families and makes our heart break for many of these people. And, and then there are those storms that come in your life that, that doesn't seem like there's a storm that begins to take those shingles off of your roof and the shutters begin to fly off the side of your house and windows begin to shatter and, and boy, the fearful things that start to happen like that. But then there's storms that are, are the same way of storm of life that they tear into our lives and devastate families and friends and loved ones. The death angel comes by and devastates us in a storm of our life. Uh, something happens to a, a married couple and there's a storm that happens. There's something that happened to children and there's storms, there's sickness and there's a storm in our life. And there's so many issues <clears throat> that happen in each and every one of our lives. And these storms are coming one right after another. And sometimes we can really look at a storm and see it on the horizon and, and we can prepare for it. We can try to say, hey, we need to brace for impact because something's about to happen. I, I see that there's a storm on the way and we need to make sure that we're ready. But then there are storms in our lives that hit us like we didn't even expect it. There are storms that happen because we are so taken by surprise that this storm even came up. The storm even uh, took place or we may have even thought that kind of storm can't happen in my life. That kind of storm couldn't happen to my family. 
That kind of storm couldn't happen to our church. That kind of storm happens over there or over here. Or we live in a guarded area. May I say that the devil doesn't doesn't go into only certain zones. The devil will go to anywhere and anywhere that God will allow him to go and and God will allow those things to happen. Just as this storm began to happen, these disciples knew that they were with God himself and but Jesus knew that storm was going to come and he led them into that direction. And our text goes into this and I've I've heard some say that uh, uh, it's been too calm lately, that everything's been going too smoothly, everything's been going great and, and we're on a mountaintop so brace for impact, brace for something because there just might be a storm that is about to come on the horizon of your life. How many of you ever been surprised by a storm that you thought would never happen to you? Boy, those storms that you thought to yourself that, uh, boy, that, that, that can't happen to, the, to us. God loves us so much, but then you're, you're surprised that a, an impact happens like this. And in our text, we have that these men of God were doing exactly what they were told to do. They were actually going into the ship in the sea and then that storm that arose in the disciples' life. But praise God, they have somebody with them. They had somebody that was along for the ride with them. And thank God that he, the one that was with them, is the same one that is with me in the storms of my life. And the storms of your life as well. See, the thing that amazes me, to be honest with you, Brother Charles, is it's the fact that, that these men were in direct obedience to Jesus Christ himself when they went into this storm. See, many times we just realize and we begin to think, well, it must be that somebody got in trouble because they did something wrong. Isn't that the Baptist way to think? Boy, I know, they, they deserve... How many of you have said this? I'm probably guilty, I'm going to get in trouble. Well, they made their bed, they need to lie in it now. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. Because so many times when there are times in our life, when there are storms that come up in our life, that it may not be anything that you did wrong. It may not be that there's any time that uh, you have gone astray in any way, form, or fashion. It just might be that a storm became uh, came up into your life when you were right in the middle of obeying them. In verse number 23, it says that he entered the ship. He was going into the ship first. So they were just going to follow him. Those disciples followed him into this ship. You say, well, if surely he wouldn't lead me into a place of danger. Surely he wouldn't lead me into a place where I would have a problem. Well, according to this scripture, Jesus Christ was doing that. As a matter of fact, in the parallel reading, if you turn, if you want to turn there, and I'm going to make this brief, but in Mark chapter number 4, verse number 36, the parallel reading of this, he says that even as he was in the ship. So they went in because he was already there and he was already taking care of them. In Luke chapter number 8, verse number 22, the Bible says that he went into the ship with his disciples. So his disciples were following him around. How many of you have ever had a storm hit you when you thought, hey, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm praying every day. I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing my devotions. I'm spending my time with God. I'm enjoying God's uh, time. I'm enjoying what God is doing in my life. But then all of a sudden, that storm hits even when you least suspect it. It's in direct obedience that these men were doing this, and yet they also got into the middle of the storm. But then also, you see the fact that they were delighting in the Lord during this time as well. See, that's you in this chapter alone, you begin to look at the very first part of the chapter. He's already cleansing the lepers. 
Well, the leper came along and he cleansed him there. And then a little further down, if you read that chapter, it also the centurion servant and he is healed. God is working. God is moving. God is doing great things. And they're seeing what's happening in those people's lives. And they're saying, wow, what a great God we serve. Wow, what a great Lord we have. What Jesus is so awesome. Look at him being God Almighty and we get to be with him. They were delighting in what he was doing. And then also we get to this. Peter's mother-in-law gets sick. And he goes and heals his mother-in-law. What a wonderful thing for Jesus Christ to do there. And now Peter's delighting in the fact that that is happening. Delighting in the Lord that, that, boy, these are doing wonderful things. But yet they get into the ship just to go into a storm. But thank God that there was a way for deliverance. A deliverance from Jesus Christ Almighty. They knew what was happening. But I want you to look with me, just a few verses with me tonight, and, and we'll go home really quickly. I'll be honest with you, we'll be very fast this evening. But I want you to look in verse number 24, Matthew chapter number 8, verse number 24. Look what this verse has to say. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Well, when you begin to see that verse, uh, the fear of the storm, number one, the fear of the storm begins to come up into their hearts. I've gone through many times that I'll be honest with you, Brother Jerry, that night when I was sitting there in my, my basement, in the living room of that basement, and I had my back turned to the, the window and I thought, okay, it'll be all right. God's going to be good to us and he's going to protect us and everything's going to be fine. And then Ethan looks out and he has a look of terror on his face, fear on his face. And he points and he tells me, just dad, look at this. Look at what's coming. I'll be honest with you. I got scared. I got so scared that all I knew to do was try to take my family and huddle them in and pray to God that he'd protect us. To be honest with you, Brother Matt, I'd already heard about other people, how those storms were coming through and were devastating other communities already. And I knew that that same storm system was coming through. And it was coming down the street that I live off of now. And I'm thinking, my goodness, my God, I'm serving you and I'm trying to do everything I can for you. And I want to make sure, God, that, boy, that physical storm. But then it gets worse when it goes into something that you can't see coming. That spiritual storm that hits you or that, that mental storm that hits you or that spiritual storm when the devils of hell begin to come around. And boy, I want you to look at And behold, there arose. And then that, that means that it came into existence. That means that they were seeing that same thing begin to take place. And it's amazing to me when you begin to study it out, that little lake that they were on is about 13 miles tall and about 8 miles wide. And it was surrounded by mountains. So therefore, it was uh, very common for it to have these downdrafts that would pull storms down into that little area and it would cause great storms to take place. It was, it was not uncommon for that to happen. And these fishermen, I guarantee you these fishermen were fishermen that had done this before. They had been in the midst of storms before. They had seen bad times before. And as a child of God, there are times where we've seen bad times before. We've seen difficult times before. But then there's 
there's something that comes upon you and something that hits you and your family that was nothing like you've ever had. And the fear begins to come over you. A fear begins to come because the devil is trying to attack your family and take something from you and cause such an issue and problem in your life. And you're thinking, God, I need your help right now. And I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ is on the scene just as he was for these disciples. Boy, the fear of the storm begins. And boy, that tempest of that sea. I'll be honest with you, there's been times in my life that I've thought, oh my, that, this is it. This is it. This is the big one. This is, the, this is what's going to take us all out. But then there's somebody that begins to speak peace to my soul. <laughs> but then I want you to look too. Look at this, the fury of the storm. Matthew chapter number 8, verse number 24, the Bible says, And there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the, the ship was covered with the waves. That the difficulties were covering what you thought was going to be your lifeline. When you thought that everything will be okay as long as I've got a hold of this or I've got a hold of that. I'm sure those disciples said, as long as we've got this boat and this ship is doing okay, we'll be all right. But then they had to decide. The fury was so great. Have you ever had a storm hit your life so hard that you didn't know what to do other than to just sit there and cry? You didn't know what to do other than just sit there and say, God, I need you to... To fix this situation, I, I, the fury of this storm, it seems like it's harder than it's ever been before. The demons are fighting harder than it ever they ever have before. And, and I'm, I need to figure out how in the world I can go on. But God, I need you to do this. But I'm so thankful that the great thing about it is, is no matter how furious the storm gets, God promised that he'd never leave me. I'm getting happy. God promised that He'd never forsake me. God promised that He wouldn't ever leave me right in the middle of that storm, Brother John. He said, I'll be with you every step of the way. I'll take care of you every step of the way. No matter how bad the fury of this storm is, no matter how bad you think it's going to be, the waves may be coming over the top of you, crashing over the top of you, but I will be there for you. I heard a guy say one time that these great things were happening, this difficult time that happened, and, and, and he, he came out on the other side, and, and they said, well, how did, you, how did you survive that, or uh, how did everything go? Well, how do you feel now that you've gone out on the other side of the fury of this storm? And he said, well, I'll be honest with you, I would have had more fun if I knew I'd lived through it. See, there's a lot of times where we need to sit back and say, God... You've got this. And no matter how difficult it gets, you're going to make sure that we come through on the other side. The fury of this storm is so difficult and uh, we know that the gates of hell is not going to be able to prevail over the church. Thank God that we have an opportunity that God has already, according to John 16, he said that I have overcome the world, that he has defeated and we have defeated them. Why? How? By the blood of the Lamb. Thankfully that we have a Savior that has already gone on before us and fought the fight and defeated the foe. We're so thankful that we have him no matter how furious it gets. But I want you to too look at verse number 25 with me. I know we're, we're moving fast. I told you we're going to move fast tonight. Look at verse number 25. We see the fight of the storm. Verse number 25. Look where they, change, or they turn to. And his disciples came with well, those next two words to him. See, they figured out that they weren't going to be able to do it on their own. 
The greatest day of your life will be when you realize that the storm that you are in the middle of, that you're not going to be able to defeat anything on your own. When you get a hold of the fact that these storms are bigger than you, they will swallow you, they will take you down, but if you've got God on your side and you give it all over to Him, they said that disciples came to Him. Now, I'll be honest with you, they, they probably had buckets and maybe they even tried it, but I don't see how they were trying to bail any of that water out. I don't see how they were trying to figure anything out. They went directly to God, they went directly to Jesus and they came to Him and He awoke saying, Lord, uh, Lord save us or we perish. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you just had to say, God, I need you right now. I need you right now or I'm I'm not going to be able to survive this. Not be able to make through this storm. This storm is too great for me. He just, the fight of the storm, I figured out these things in my life. It, It took me a few years because I'm a man and I try to fix everything. Right? Men, that's who we are. We're fixers. We try to fix these things. And I try to do that. But when I figured out that I couldn't fix anything and I had to do the same thing that David said when he was going to fight Goliath and he said, Goliath, I'm not fighting you within my own strength and it's not my fight. It's not my battle, but it's the Lord's battle. And if the Lord is on my side and the Lord's decided that he's going to take this battle for me, I'm thankful that there's been many times in my life that battles of my life or the storms of my life that, hey, all I had to do is cry out to God and say, God, save me I perish. I'm not going to be able to survive this without you. And he comes on the scene and he takes care of business for each and every one of us. So thankful that that fight is not my fight. It's not your fight. But give it to God. Give it to God that he can fight this and he can take care of this. But then I want you to look really quickly. Like I said, we're moving fast. Look at the finish of the storm. Look at verse number 26. These guys are on top of it. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little? Now, I want, you, I want you to think about this now. He didn't say they didn't have any faith. He didn't say, Why didn't you believe in this? He simply said, O ye of little faith. They believed God when, they t- when, he, when he saw them heal the lepers or when they saw him heal the centurion or when Peter's mother-in-law needed healing. They had seen all those things and they were believing in that. They had faith and to see that. And he says, oh, ye of little faith. But this is where I got excited. Then he arose. Now, I understand that y'all, y'all, y'all come with me. Look at verse number 24. And behold, there, what is that word? Arose a great tempest. Now, that word there arose in verse number 24 means that it came into existence. So then I thought, well, does the word here in verse number 26 mean the same thing? And I thought, well, theologically, that can't be possible because Jesus Christ has always existed. That Jesus Christ has always been. So therefore, it's not that Jesus Christ is coming to existence here. That storm arose and came into a great existence. But then I begin to do a little research and it says, and then he arose. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. 
You could get right here on those three words. And he arose and go through the Bible and you could see a lot of things take place. You could see great and mighty things take place whenever Jesus gets up and begins to go. You say, well, what is happening there? Well, that means to rise from a sleeping position, from a laying down position. That means that's when something that is, uh, he's just taking here a recline and he's not actually active in doing anything right now. But then all of a sudden, what is it that happened? The cry from his children, the cries from those disciples, those ones, they're the ones that he said, hey, I haven't been doing anything right now, but I need to get active in my children's life and they are begging me, they are asking me. As a matter of fact, Brother Jerry, the Bible here is talking about how in, in Luke and in Mark, it goes further so far that it says that these disciples were almost in a hysteria, almost hysterical, saying that we are, there's no way that we're going to get out of this and, and we are going to perish, we are going to perish. And you realize when he's saying we, Lord, we're going to perish, they're including Jesus in the middle of it. But Jesus isn't perishing on that boat. And nobody else is going to perish on that boat if they give it all over to Him. So what happens? It says, that why are you so fearful? And He arose and rebuked the winds. Glory to God and the sea. And there was a great calm. That, mean, that means that it was going forth and they were arising in such a great and a mighty and a wonderful way that Jesus Christ finished the storm off in the middle of the storm. You think, boy, when it's raging and such things are happening. Now, my mind, I, I paint pictures in my mind all the time and I can just imagine the great swells that are coming across and crashing on top of those disciples and I can see the lightning flashing and the clouds that are there. But then all I can remember is that he, he would just step out on the edge of that and say, peace, be still. There's been times, Brother Jerry, when there's been clouds that have been raging around in the clouds of my life and, and boy, that storm that's been raging and all of a sudden, Jesus Christ has stepped on the bow of my heart and said, peace, be still, fear not, for it is I. Glory to God, we have a Savior. We have a God that is greater, that is bigger, that is more wonderful. Thank God that we have Him and thank God that the sun always comes through. On the other side of the storm, you get to see something happen. Glory to God. What is it that you get to see happen? You see the peace that happens. And the Bible says that they were over on the other side pretty quickly. Thank God that we have this opportunity that we can say, I have survived the storm with Jesus. I think they ought to make a t-shirt like that. Some of y'all with crickets get it busy. Amen. Hallelujah. I survived the storm with Jesus. But the very end of this, when I begin to look at this, is amazing. Verse number 27, but the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. Well, they had it about half right. They were talking man, and Jesus is 100% man. But they forgot, Brother Matt, that he's 100% God. And then God took care of their need. Just like he can take care of your need as well. I said you may be here in a storm tonight. There may be a difficulty in your life that you thought, whatever am I going to be able to do about this? Well, may I suggest the Savior. May I suggest Jesus Christ. May I suggest that you try to, start bail, to stop bailing water and just turn to the one 
that can stop the water. The one that can absolutely still the storm of your life that is raging in your heart and in your mind and in your soul. Give it over to Him. You battling the storm tonight? I wonder if anybody might be doing that. I just want to say this. Why don't you come to Jesus? Say, Brother Shane, I've already done that. I've I've tried so many times. I've given it over to him time and time and time and time again. Well, we seem to go to the altar and give it to him and pick it up and go right back to our pew. What about tonight? Just give it to him completely. I'm going to ask Miss Millie if she will. You, she come around and begin to play something. And I want us to all stand this evening. And I don't know who I'm preaching to. I don't know why God put this on my heart. There may be a bunch of people that are in the middle of a raging storm tonight. There may be just one. But when God tells us to preach a message, I believe it is for a reason. And I want to give the opportunity tonight that you may need grace today. You may need the grace of salvation. You may need the grace of Grace to be able to put one foot in front of the other. Grace as you pillow your head tonight. Grace to be able to walk out of this sanctuary and say, God, I know you've got this in control. You may need peace tonight. I know the peace giver. You may need comfort. I know the great comforter. I'm so thankful that I know him. I wonder if anyone just come around this altar and say, I'm in the storm and or I know somebody that's in the middle of a storm and I just want to raise them up. I want to give them, give them something that only God can give them and I'm going to pray for them. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heavenly Father.